Well, we're starting a new series. The series is I Am the Heart. And you can see, uh, I got a cool t-shirt on, at least I think it is. Craig designed it, and they're out there if you would like one. He told me last night about, in the first service, about half of them were sold that we had last night, so you might want to check that out. But this is a real important series. We've been planning to start this series, especially at this time, this time of the year, going into the fall, going into Varsity Conference, going into Greater Weekend. And uh, it's just been planned. We feel like it is of the Lord. And I think that you'll catch the spirit of it as we begin talking about I Am the Heart. And today, even though the series is called I Am the Heart, it's also this sermon title today, I Am the Heart. And, uh, and I just want to pray and dive into it right now. Would you, would you pray with me? Father, we just thank you for your presence. Thank you what, for what you did at man camp. Thank you for what you're doing in city groups. Thank you for what you have done in women's ministry and children's ministry in Bar City. God, you're, you're moving. You're touching lives and saving. And God, we just celebrate with you today and just ask that you would continue to move in this place, even right now, right now in this moment. Send your word. Let it accomplish all that you want to do this morning. In Jesus' name, and everyone said by the way, like at 9.30 yesterday morning, I say 9.30 because it's still a bit chilly at 9.30 up in the mountains, and we baptized six dudes. And though Bobby can be a testimony to this, the water feels different at 9.30 in the morning compared to like at 2 p.m., you know what I'm saying? And so we, it was just a, a marvelous water baptism also. Hey, I want to talk to you like I was saying, I am the heart. Heart of the city church, the heart. Say that with me, the heart. It began, it began with a, a word from God. It, it began with a dream. A dream. A dream to church plant. A dream of being sent out of another church, our pastor, Pastor Bob McGregor, City Harvest Church. A dream to come out and, and reach a city and reach a community. It's a, it was a dream. It's a dream to, felt like the Lord spoke to us, to reach a tithe of Coeur d'Alene. It's a dream to go and, 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 and love on people in another state, in another town. A dream to see people come to know Jesus. A dream to see people become disciples of Jesus Christ. A, a dream to be a people after God's own heart. I mean, we came here as a dream. You could say as a vision. And it's still a dream. It's still a, a vision. A, a dream is very fragile. You, you don't always know who knows the dream. You have new people that come. So today I want to talk about the dream. I want to talk about the vision because the dream and the vision is what I think brings life. But one must know the dream. They must, I think, feel the dream. They must be able to experience the dream. I would say catch the dream. Some things are very, much very easily more caught than it is taught. I hope today if you're new or somewhat new or maybe your first time, maybe six months, maybe a year, that you would catch during this series the dream of heart of the city church. 
But if, if you're going to catch the dream, you got to know the dream. And I want to talk about it today because dreams can vanish and dreams and vision, I've learned that it can leak. i got to constantly talk about the dream and the vision because it leaks and it leaks and it leaks. But dreams can also be resurrected and dreams can be caught. And I want to discuss all those today. I believe that God wants us to dream individually as a person, might be in your business or for your family. I believe that God wants to dream uh, as a church what heart of the city church exists for, what is the purpose, what is the passion of heart of the city church. I believe Jesus wants us to have this dream as Jesus followers, as not just churchgoers, but sons and daughters individually as a community so that we can share this dream. We can remind each other of this dream. So why now this series why are we talking about I am the heart now? I mean, we've been going for uh, over 11 years. First of all, because of new sisters and brothers that have come to Heart of the City Church within the last, maybe the last four or five years. We got new sisters and brothers from, you meet people from Sandpoint, Colorado, Arizona. I talked to someone visiting from South Carolina the other day and from Kentucky and all over there. We have people that is just coming to Coeur d'Alene for the beauty, but I think for more than the beauty, God brings them here for, for a purpose. And so it's for those who are new brothers and sisters. They don't know the vision. They don't know the dream. It's also for those who are searching for God. Some people search for God. They, be, they belong in the church, but they haven't even began believing yet. And if that's you, I want to encourage you. That's great. Come and belong. We do want you to believe because it will change your life. But if, you're, but if you're searching today, I think that you came to the right place. And to remind those who have been around for a long time. Don and Lois Ward, man, they've been around, not just on this earth for a long time. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way, I don't think. But you've been in Heart of the City Church for a long time. And I looked at Dean Sears last night, Tammy and Dean Sears, been around for a long time. There's been people that's been with us from almost from the get-go, you know, on 15th Street. And so it's also to remind people of, you know, why, what? What is heart of the city church? What is the, what is the vision? What is the dream behind it? You know, we have a core class for those who uh, are new. We go through 12 values. You know, the first year of heart of the city church, I preached those 12 values, one per month. And the, those sermons from, for one year became the core class core class or value class. Why? Because we believe people value what they do and they do what they value. So values are very, very important. But this is just not a series on our values, though it will be talking about, I mean, I talk about our values probably every weekend. You may not know that, but I'm constantly preaching our values. But this is not just about a series on our values. It's about the DNA of Heart of the City Church. It's about the heart of the heart. The heart of the heart. That you would know why we exist and what God wants to do in and through you individually and in and through this church. Why? Because, number one, you should know about this beautiful church that God has built. It's, it's something that God has done. It's something that God gave the dream of. And it's something that he's doing. You should know the purpose and the passion. Number two, we long for you to really know Jesus. I mean, in a very, very passionate personal way 
And I believe the plan, the purpose, the destiny, the calling he has for your individual lives is for you to be equipped, to be armed and dangerous, dressed to kill, you know what I'm saying, full armor, to walk in his ways. And I believe you will find out why you are sucking air on this earth when it is revealed to us as we are in a healthy, local, Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-leading, praise and worship, gritty but humble community, Jesus freak, supernatural, miracle signs and wonders, Bible-believing, family-oriented, giant-slaying, people-loving church. Matthew 16, 18, and I also say to you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Yeah, 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 J.O., you've said that many times. Yeah, 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 we get it. But you got to look at something. It's not, it's, it's not the economy or the business or the government or the nation or politics or education that hell's gates won't prevail against it. It's against the church. It's not going to prevail against the church. Do you know why? Because Jesus is building the church. How many of you want to be right in the middle of what God is doing on earth? Well, I, you should all raise your hand right now. No, we don't want to do what God wants to do. You, you, he is building his church. That's what God's doing. And, 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 and I just invite you to be part of that God. He is building his church. And I think I need to do something at this point because I just want to take a moment and kind of define what the church is. What is the church? It's kind of like a, a dream and a vision. And, and I think people have different perspectives of what the church is. I just want to talk about that just for a moment while we're here because the devil is always trying to divide the church. He's always persecuting the church. He's, he's done that from the very beginning back in Acts and accusing the church, criticizing the church, trying to splinter off the church, uh, sending little foxes in the church to ruin the vines and redefine the church and confuse and speak evil of the church. And, and I think it's important that we know what the church really is, and I'm going to do my best to define that. Proverbs 22:28 says this, Do not remove the ancient landmarks, landmark which your fathers have set. Do not remove the link, the ancient landmark your father set. Why do you read that, J.O.? Because I think our fathers have set landmarks of what is the church. And we shouldn't be trying to redefine it every generation because of cool or because of skinny pants or because of tattoos or because of haircuts or because I feel it should be like this. I don't care what you feel like. We walk by faith that better line up with the word of God. Or you got some jacked up faith, right? Listen to this definition of the church. It's a, it's a little long. It's a little long, but I want you to just kind of catch the spirit of it. A calling out. If the word is ecclesia, say that with me, ecclesia. If I have to say a hard Greek words, I think you should say them with me. Ecclesia. <laughs> called out. Say that with me. Called out. He's called you out. He's called you out of the world. He's called you out. You're the church. He's called you out. A popular meeting, especially a religious congregation, go with me, just a minute, religious synagogue or a Christian community of members on earth or saints in heaven or both, say this with me, assembly. assembly. 
You're going to hear that over and over. Assemblies, assembly, assembly. Listen to this. Church, assembly, a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place, an assembly. An assembly of the people convened at the public place of council for the purpose of deliberating the assembly of the Israelites, any gathering or throng of men assembled by the chance, tumultuously, say that word with me, tumultuously, somebody say it out loud with me real clear, yeah, close enough. I can't say it, I don't know if you can say it, or you're like, Jay, I don't even know what you're saying. Well, praise God. T-U-M-U-L-T-U-O-U-S. Yeah, see? Say it together now. Yeah, thank you. In a Christian sense, an assembly of Christians gathered for worship in a religious meetings, a company of Christians, or those who are hoping for eternal salvation through Jesus Christ, preserve their religious rights, hold their own religious meetings, and manage their own affairs according to the regulations prescribed for the body, uh, for order's sake, those who anywhere in a city, village constitute such a company and are united into one body, the whole body of Christians scattered throughout the earth, an assembly of faithful Christians already dead and received into heaven. Uh, church is something beautiful. Over and over it says assembly and a community and company and throng and meeting. I love this scripture right here, and I think we should all just, just get this in, in our heart right here. Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling. Say that word with me, assembling. Of ourselves, as is the manner of some. People did it then, they do it now, forsaking the assembling of the gathering. But exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. That word assembly in the Greek means a complete selection, a complete selection. Some of the ingredients of the New Testament church I think is very real and very, very practical and very spelled out in the church. What does a church, what should a church exist of? Well, I think the church, first of all, is an assembly. It's an assembly consisting of, listen to this right here, a church government. I know that this may not be super, super inspiring, inspiring this morning, but I hope that, that you can understand the importance of the church. First of all, it has a church government, okay? It has elders. Titus and Timothy gives the qualification of elders. It, it has pastors. If you ever read in Revelations and you see there's a, a, a seven churches, anybody ever read that before, seven churches? And it talks about seven angels. What do you think those angels are? They're pastors. So they have pastors. I believe the church exists a five-fold ministry. Okay, I, I believe that exists right here in this church, including our, our, our apostolic covering that sent us out, Pastor Bob. I believe it consists of disciples and a community and an assembly and a body of Christ. Listen to what Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 says. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I believe that exists in our church. J.O., my church is on the golf course on Sunday morning. We, we're going to discuss that for a moment. Church is meeting at Starbucks. 
My church is a small group that we like-minded and we gather in a small place and it's just like, you know, kind of birds of the, of the feather flock together kind of a thing. Are you with me? Is this church? Well, let me say something to you. I think that those who are on the golf course playing golf on a Sunday morning are, is this, those on a golf course playing golf. <laughs> now, can they be brothers, sisters talking about Jesus? Absolutely. Are they fellowshipping? Absolutely. Are they part of the church? Absolutely. Are they the church? They're part of the church, but it's not what I see biblically as the church. Those meeting in Starbucks, hallelujah. Fellowship, hallelujah. Those who meet in a small group. Let me say something about a small group that's kind of, you know, their, their own thing. You better know who's leading that small group. You better know where it was sent out of. You better know their theology and their beliefs. Because if their, their beliefs and their, their, their theology is offense, if their theology is crazy, these are the things that's going to be imparted into your life. Are you following me this morning? Everyone say the church. Say this with me. I am the church. Okay? I believe that the local church, listen to me, has a government, eldership, fivefold leadership, pastors. They're sent out. They meet in the temple. They meet house to house. They're assembly. They're a throng. They're a community. Why do you believe that, J.O.? Because of the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. Basic instruction before leaving earth. We don't just make these things up, and we don't remove the ancient boundaries that our fathers have set. Are you with me? Jail, can three people in Africa under a tree be a church? If that is the church in Africa, you better believe it. But if that's a group of people fellowshipping, and if there's a local church there with a, with a government and with elders and healthy and so forth and so on, I would say those three are to join that local church. Okay, you with me? I, I really don't care if you totally agree with me, but I just want to let you know that, you know, Radine and I are, are local church Jesus freaks. We believe it, and we believe this is what God's building on the face of the earth. And we believe that, listen, the Bible absolutely gives the, 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 the perimeters of what a church is. So number three, rooted, planted, placement. Health happens... Fruit happens, family happens, Holy Spirit fruit happens is when a person is not bouncing all over the place, not bouncing from city to city, job to job, church to church. Everyone say bouncing. bouncing. Look at your neighbor and say, stop bouncing. If you're not bouncing, I'm not talking to you. But if it's bounce, 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 bounce all over the place, constantly bouncing, then it's hard to get rooted. It's hard to, to produce fruit. It's hard to be family. It's hard to get placement and engagement. I want to encourage you for the sake, even if you are a bit strange in your thinking. Okay? Just go with me. For the sake of your kids. For the sake of the next generation. For the sake of your children. Stop bouncing. Stop bouncing. I have personally not seen the fruit of bouncing, but I have seen the fruit of being rooted. I have seen the health. 
it happens organically. Are you organized? Is the church organized? Absolutely, it's organized. You run a business. Don't tell me you run a business and you don't know the numbers and it's all over the place and you're just like, woo I hope it all works out. <laughs> if you run your business like that, it doesn't work out. So it's hard to see church organized. Yeah, I would say it's organized, but I would also say it's beautifully organic too. Uh, you know by now I like Pittsburgh Steelers. That's nothing new, unless you're brand new. But I like the Steelers. Why would you talk about Steelers today? For one reason. Anybody heard, ever heard of our quarterback, Big Ben? Yes. Guess, guess where Ben has played his entire career? Amen. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> He's not played for three professional teams. Either, I don't care if you like him or not, or if you like, I'm making a point. I still appreciate these days when professional athletes just say, you know, this is my team. This is my team, right? This is my church. These are my peoples. Love the one you're with. Love the one. I'm not saying that that's a good song, but you should love the one you're with. I'm not saying that it's got a good doctrine behind that song, but just that statement right there, love the one you're with. Get rooted in. You get rooted into a healthy church, you're going to get healthy. Jail, 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 what's in it for me? That's your problem. That's your number one problem, is this is not a mall. It's not about you coming and consuming. JFK in his inaugural said something beautiful. It's a profound statement. I, most of you have ever heard it probably. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Ask not what the church can do for you. Ask what the church, what you can do for the church. That's the body of Christ. That's Jesus. That's the kingdom of God. It's upside down. It's not like the world. If you want to save your life, what do you do? If you, it's better to what? Give than to, it's upside down. Don't come in like a consumer into the church. Come in with the attitude of, how can I serve? What can I do for my church? What can I do for my peoples today? Amen? Amen? What if God really wants to bless through you? I think he does. I think he tremendously wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. I think that goes all the way back to Genesis. But it's not just to bless you. It's to bless through you. It goes all the way back to the Abrahamic covenant. Listen to the scripture, Genesis 12, 2. I will make you a great nation. I'll bless you. Make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. If, you're just, if you just come to church to consume, I believe you're going to miss it. And I believe that you're not going to experience the fullness of what God has for you. But if you come in to, to serve and to lay your life down and to love, and I think that you're going to experience the fullness of Jesus Christ. My main point that I want you to walk away with this today is the church is people. Church is people. The church is not this building. I really appreciate this building. I really appreciate parking lot. Appreciate my office, our offices. I appreciate. But the church is not this building. Church is not a program. The church is not a parking lot. 
Let me tell you what the church is. Church is not some unreal, weird, untouchable institution. The church is people. And it's not just any people. It's you's people. It's you. It's you. It's every you is. Use is the church. Use is the church. Stop thinking that it's someone else or some. It's yous. It's me's. It's me's and yous. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you is the church. Now, you might want to say that with proper grammar, and you can do that. That's fine. Go ahead and say it with proper grammar. How would you say it properly? You are the church, Sean. Stephen, you are the church. He's a writer. But my wife is so amazing in her grammar. She, she just laughs at me, I think. I want you to walk away from this place. I am the heart. Say that with me. Now say it gritty. Say it gritty. I am the heart. You is the church. Me's is the church. And guess what? We're people. And guess what we're to do? Me's and you's are to reach some peoples that don't know Jesus. And that's pretty simple, but that's true. Don't get all wrapped up in all the, it's simple. You and I are the church. And God wants us to reach those who are lost and prodigals and misplaced and disillusioned and those who have been hurt in church. It happens. And, and even our enemies, but they need Jesus. And we're called to do this today. J.O., people say this. Joe, I go to your church. I got three problems with that. Number one, it ain't my church. It's his church. Number two, you really can't go to church. I know we say that and I say it, but you can't really go to church. You are the church. And number three, it's like lack of ownership. Say this with me. I am the heart. Come on. I am the heart. I want to share a few quick thoughts like a, because I'm running out of time, just real fast, like kind of like a gun. Some, some DNA of heart of the city church. Can I do that? Number one, we're to be a people after God's own heart. If you've never heard that, man, you haven't been here. That's like deep in our heart. You know, heart of the city church is made up of peoples, all peoples, all colors, creeds, backgrounds, ethnic. Come on, men, women, children, old, young, you name it, because that's what heaven's going to be like. Number three, we're presence people. What was Jim saying? He comes and visits one of the service, and he looks over at his wife. They're both crying. Why? Presence of God. We're presence people. We're presence driven. God inhabits. He's enthroned in the praises of his people. Man, why you guys worship like that? Because he comes in the midst of your worship. In the midst of your praise. Number four, we're sinner friendly. Joe, I, I don't know if I like that. You better because you're a sinner. If you're not a sinner, please stand to your feet right now. We're sinner friendly. Come on. Number five, we believe in a radical middle. There's so many radical middles that's not lukewarm or gray. We're not legalistic, but we're not living like hell. There's a radical middle in so many things. Number six, we're Holy Spirit people. Yeah. We feel like God told us to bring a dimension of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. 
Come on, we're holy. We're not going to we're not going to uh, 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 apologize for that. That's that's New Testament. Number seven, we feel like God brought us here to remove a reproach in this land. You remember David said he called Goliath a reproach. Come on, there is a reproach in this land and it's racism. Way before you've seen things on TV, it's been going for a long time, but God wants to remove that in our land. Number eight, we believe in fighting with the whole army. It's not just about a bunch of dudes. It's not just about a bunch of ladies. It's about the whole army of God fighting together. Amen. We're very intentional, number nine, about reaching this next generation. We put a lot of emphasis on it. It's a little loud in your church, Yale. We have a whole box of earplugs back there. Whole box. It won't hurt your ears. I slept with them in my ears last night. I did. I had the window open. I like the window open, but I'm very sensitive. And I, you know, they kind of fall out and whatever, and you know, kind of. But you, you'll be okay. We want to reach the next generation. We, we, we want to do it with all of our heart. Come on a Wednesday night. Check it out. Thursday night. Check it out. Man, we're very passionate about reaching the next generation. We're intentional, number 10, on making disciples. Number 11, I said it earlier, we're organized, but we're organic. So just repent of criticizing anything of the church. Number 12, we're very intentional about preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We see people almost come to know Jesus Almost every service, not every, every service, but a lot of services. And number 13, I just want to stop on that number because number 13, God made that number. We're here to serve the poor. We're trying to get Father's Market done. You know, uh, it's going to get done real soon, serving the poor, clothing, and our outreaches. Let me finish with this. Every real church is messy. Because we're family. I want you to listen to me. Because when you're in the mess of it, just remember, J.O., he warned me it's messy. It's messy. Cool, close, awesome families are messy. Everyone say messy. Every church making an impact will be a target. Just a, just a target. Go ahead and make an impact anyway and wear a target on your back. It's, you know, Jesus was a target. It's just the way that is. Every good church will hurt you. It's not no one intentionally goes out to hurt you. Uh, you've been hurt, but you're slowly stepping into the water, concerned that you may get hurt again. Listen, rest assured, sister and brother, no worries. Let your guard down because you will get hurt. It happens in church. Heart of the City Church is imperfect. How do you know that, J.O.? Because you're here. <laughs> right? And I just, I, I do this right here. Because you're here. We're imperfect. But God uses powerfully imperfect, sometimes jacked up people, man. He wants to use us. Every church will let you down. Why would you ever want to be part of a messy, impacting, sometimes you'll get hurt, imperfect church that will let you down? Because it is the church. It's what God believes in. It's God's dream. It's God's vision. One day he's going to come back for a, a, a church that is 
spotless. Right now, we might need some of that. What is it called? No, 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 no. That stuff that you get. Huh? You might, we might need a little Botox right now because we still kind of got some wrinkles. Lord, we pray that you help Pastor J.O. <laughs> Let me close with this. How can you get involved? There's many, many, many ways. Huh, Bobby? Coming up in September, we're starting a fourth service, 505 Sunday night. We're real excited about that. But you know what? If, if the same people work every service and you just come and chill out of service for an hour and 45 minutes, but you never, why don't you come and be part and come and serve? Many areas. Children, maybe helping with PowerPoint, get involved with vessels, fit team, parking lot, ushering, all kinds of ways. Maybe you want to start a city group this fall. Maybe you want to serve in women's ministry, men's ministry. Maybe Wednesday night, varsity, Thursday night, varsity. There's many, many fashions. Father's market, clothing closet. I encourage you to be intentional this fall and get involved. Would you pray about that? Nobody, okay. One person. <laughs> Would you consider that? Yeah. Amen. We stand to your feet. Say this with me. I am the heart. Say it to yourself. I am the heart. Tell your neighbor right now, I am the heart. If you don't get anything else out of this sermon today, walk out of here. You are the church. And God wants to use you.